0: This episode of the Impact Makers podcast is sponsored by Workplace from Meta. Everybody's talking about the metaverse these days, but Workplace from Meta is different. I mean, the clue's in the name, right? Workplace is a business communication tool that uses features like instant messaging and video calls to help people share information. Think Facebook before your company. It's part of Meta's vision for the future of work, a future in which your job isn't just something you do, but something you experience. A future in which we'll all feel more present, connected, and productive. Start your journey into the future of work at workplace.com forward slash future. Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Well, hey there, impact makers. I don't know if you're like me, but I still find it hard to believe that the world completely changed for all of us just over two and a half years ago. And while we've all experienced a global pandemic and its ongoing lingering effects, it's important to remember that we didn't all experience it in the same way. While both of my businesses went from best year ever status to a big fat zero over the period of about three weeks, I had friends and colleagues who worked in businesses that actually thrived, and they had their best year ever in 2020 as a result of figuring out how to pivot to meet new demands or to address new customer needs. Thankfully, in the conversations that I've been having with business leaders around the world lately, many of us have learned some lessons in the past two and a half years about our own resilience, our ability to do and achieve hard things, and the importance of connecting people with a shared purpose in their work even if that's just remaining healthy in order to survive and keep moving forward another day. I think it's safe to say that going forward, change will forever be a constant at work and in life. And of course, that's always been the case, but what will be different in this new future of work is that change will not only be ongoing, but happening at a rate faster than ever before. So as a leader, how can you prepare yourself and your team for this dynamic future of work? One step that I encourage you to take, if you haven't already done so, is to review what went right And what went wrong in terms of how your team or your organization responded post-March 11, 2020, when the global pandemic was officially declared? That day was a Wednesday, and it's likely that by Monday of the next week, your workplace looked very different. You were either working from home or masked up and gloved up if your place of employment provided essential services that required employees to show up. Of course, none of this went smoothly, but whether it took a few days, weeks, or months, you likely figured out how to navigate this, quote, new normal, unquote. Since then, we've all been through a lot, but I hope that you've taken the time to celebrate what you and your teams were able to accomplish, even if it wasn't pretty or ideal. And looking back, one of the things that I found most interesting about the world of work during the months immediately following March 2020 was that employee engagement, as measured by organizations like Gallup and Intergage, actually went up in May of 2020. After years of remaining practically stagnant, it is around 30% of employees actually being engaged at work. I've been following the Gallup employee engagement tracking for years and was definitely surprised by an article published by that organization in May of 2020 with the headline, Employee Engagement Continues Historic Rise Amid Coronavirus. Uh, What? How could that be possible with so much chaos going on in the world at that time? I'll link to the article in the show notes, but the first few paragraphs read as follows. Quote, Even as Americans' well-being has dropped to a 12-year low in the past month amid the coronavirus outbreak, the engagement of the working population has hit a new high. Gallup found that in early May, the percentage of engaged workers in the U.S., those who are highly involved in, enthusiastic about, and committed to their work and workplace reached 38%. This is the highest since Gallup began tracking the metric in the year 2000." Now, of course, the folks at Gallup had some theories as to why the employee engagement numbers had taken a positive turn during a decidedly not positive time in our world's history, and they included a few of those in the article, which again, I've linked to in the show notes. A couple of their findings included the fact that most organizations had become more focused on communication, and the employees who had survived the initial wave of layoffs and closures felt fortunate to still have jobs and work. Which, if you remember back to those, quote, unprecedented times, end quote, was probably true in your workplace too. As a leader, you were likely holding frequent Zoom or Teams meetings where you were sharing what you knew to be true that day because everything was constantly changing. You were also likely checking in on your employees more frequently than just a couple of months earlier to see if they had the resources that they needed to do their jobs in a completely different way or just to ask if they were okay with all of the additional demands that were being placed on them with caring for their families whose lives were also upended you likely also made yourself available frequently to your employees to answer their questions, whether through one-on-one interactions or group town hall meetings. In other words, as leaders, we were more visible and accessible during this time of shared crisis than probably ever before. And that brought people together in the workplace more than ever before. Unfortunately, there was little time for celebrating those record high engagement numbers. Just a couple of months later, by June of 2020, the new Gallup headline was... Historic drop in employee engagement follows record rise. I'll link to that article in the show notes as well, but here's the money quote for you. Quote, in early May, employee engagement in the U.S. accelerated to a new high. Now, one month later, Gallup tracking finds the most significant drop we have ever recorded in our history of tracking employee engagement in the U.S. dating back to the year 2000. End quote. I mean, so what happened? Well, of course, many things, not the least of which was the killing of George Floyd in late May of 2020, and the resulting tensions and unrest related to racial injustice, not just in the U.S., but around the world, and the fact that increased layoffs, more closed businesses, no end in sight to the pandemic, and an increasing fatigue due to the constant stress and change, which also meant that as leaders, we were communicating less than we were in the beginning months of the pandemic, and that made a difference for our employees. So maybe you had a similar experience in your workplace as reflected by the Gallup poll numbers where everyone came together at the beginning of the pandemic, leadership was more visible and communicated more, and everyone was working together to make sure that people were safe and had what they needed. Then after a few months, that energy dissipated and people settled into new familiar routines with less communication and less frequent check-ins. Or maybe your experience was completely the opposite. There's certainly room for us all. But I do think that there are some great takeaways for leaders related to the employee engagement tracking by Gallup during the early months of the pandemic and in subsequent months. They've been tracking these same numbers since the year 2000, which makes it a pretty reliable and consistent measure. So by digging a little deeper into why the numbers move so dramatically up and then historically down in just a few short months, we can identify several ways to create your biggest impact as a leader. To make this doable for you, I'll suggest two action steps that you can implement immediately to make a positive impact and likely affect the engagement levels of your team. Action step number one, ensure that you're visible and accessible to your team, whether they all work in an office with you or work outside of the office or there's a mix. Remote and hybrid work environments actually require more of leaders to initiate conversations since there's less opportunity for hallway conversations, for those meetings that happen after the meetings, or the occasional drop in the office to ask a quick question. It's important to think beyond your weekly or monthly team meetings and to look for ways to check in on your people individually. Yep, even if you have a large team. How long has it been since you've asked each of your team members how they're doing? how they're really doing, and ask them if there's anything that they need that could help them in doing their job or even in their life. That one question can go a long way towards creating more connection and engagement for your employees with their work. While there's certainly many definitions of employee engagement, I've personally always defined it as whether or not an employee feels like the work that they personally do matters. In other words, they feel that the work that they do is important and their boss acknowledges and appreciates the work that they do. I mean, we all have bad days at work, but if I feel that my work is an important part of the reason our company or organization exists, and if I don't show up or my work doesn't get done, it will make a big difference, then I can push through the bad days because I'm focused on the bigger picture. Laszlo Bach, the former SVP of people operations at Google, and now CEO and co-founder of a company called Humu has said, the single biggest thing you can do as a leader is to make the work feel meaningful. And I couldn't agree more. Action step number two, challenge yourself to recognize and appreciate your team members more often. I know, you think you're doing a great job of that already. I mean, most of us do, but most of us are wrong. In an early 2022 poll of 2,000 Americans, all of whom who have either been working in some capacity over the last five years or currently searching for a new job, a company called Bonusly found that 63% of workers feel unappreciated by their employer on a daily basis. 59% of people felt that they have never had a boss who truly appreciates their work. And 29% said they'd willingly give up a week's worth of pay for more recognition from their employer. I know you're different and I hope that you are, but the majority of us can and should do better. Early in my leadership journey, one of my employees took the time to give me some valuable feedback when turning in her resignation. She told me that she was leaving because she didn't feel like I knew what she did in her day-to-day work. After being initially confused by that statement, I mean, I assigned her the work, so I assumed that meant that I would know what she was doing, I asked her to tell me more. And it turns out that what she really meant was that she didn't feel appreciated for the work that she was doing. At that time, my leadership style was similar to how I personally like to be managed by my boss. Once we agree on what needs to be accomplished, you can leave me alone and I'll get it done. If I need you, I know where to find you. Thankfully, this person took the time to teach me a valuable lesson as a leader. Not everyone wants to be managed like me, and everyone, even people like me, wants to feel valued and appreciated. As a result of our conversation, I set a goal to become much more intentional about showing appreciation for those on my team, asking them about the projects they were working on, and offering my support, even if they didn't ask. In fact, I put time blocks on my calendar to connect with each of my employees for this reason at least once per week to ensure that it got done. Make a plan to recognize and appreciate your people schedule it, get it done. I hope that this short episode has given you some food for thought as a leader and I'd like to challenge you to take two action steps that I've suggested. A lot has happened in our lives and in the workplace over the past couple of years, but you're an impact maker and I believe you can make a difference. I'll see you here next week where we'll discuss more ways that you can create a positive impact at work and in the lives of those that you lead and serve. Bye for now. It's time for you to get noticed, create change and grow your influence.